Welcome to episode 83 of the new season of Consider Yourself Hugged, a place for women. I am Tammy. And I'm Michelle. We're so glad you're back. Hopefully you had a chance to listen to part one of Obsessed with Our Bruises. And if you didn't, it's probably a good idea if you do that first before you listen to this one. Um, up to you, but seems like a, a good a good thing. Uh, in part one, um, we updated a little bit about what we've been doing in our lives for the past six months or however long it's been. And then I shared a story of my carjacking in St. Louis in September. Um, I think that's about all we did, right? Sort of went over yes. that a little bit. Yeah. Yes. And today is the deeper dive. And I think we left off I did. So we talked about why we titled this obsessed with our bruises. Um, we all have bruises. Um, Michelle has some from her past and her present always being bruised, you know, so, I mean, not that she's always being bruised, you know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> Wait, just not that, like this life doesn't like, so you don't stop struggling at any point. Like there's always ups and downs in life. That's what, yeah, that's what we're talking oh, about. Thanks for, thanks for that. How about there's always ups in lives just now. There's always ups. Well, I mean, I don't know. But like okay. I have downs too. I mean, you know. <laughs> okay. All right. You're right. I think, so, yeah. You know, so we, we, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think, you know, we've just always approached this from like not two people who have everything figured out. I mean, there's ongoing stuff that um, we're like, dang, I didn't expect yep. that to happen. <laughs> yes. How, how am I going to handle that? Yeah. That type of thing. But I think you're right when you said as two women who don't have everything figured out, but, but I'm just going to say for myself and I think for you too, the, the difference I think between me now and me, like, like, let's say pre-mental hospital or in my younger years when my mental health was so bad is that now I try, you know, I try, like when we say obsessed with our bruises, and I made this point last time we talked about that we all have external bruises and internal bruises. We've been hurt, we've been wounded, and we sometimes focus on them and obsess about them. And I talked about how I just kept looking at this bruise and I just, I was just obsessed with what it looked like. And, but older, older me would probably have not really gone any further than that. But now, and this is why we want to be here for you so we can do this together. I know that I have to process that. Well, why am I obsessed with this bruise? What can I learn from this? You know, what can I do better? How can I help myself? How can I help others? I mean, I think. Right. How do I, I heal and, you know, use it to help others? Just like what you said, like that is the difference. Definitely. And it's just, and, and like we said last time, I mean, it's lifelong. Like I don't ever it think is. I'll feel like, oh, I've, I've completely arrived and don't have to like work on or think through or talk to a friend. I mean, stuff happens. It does. And you just said something, if you don't mind, um, let's do that first. Um, Michelle and I, we, we've been swapping notes. You know, we try to, if you've listened to us before, I mean, we're not a, okay, point number one. And then we stay with that. And point, I mean, we want to have points and we try to organize it in the show notes but we want to go with what kind of grabs at our hearts in the moment. And one of the things we wanted to talk about today is giving yourself time to heal because you just said that, like, as we're obsessing and looking and learning and you probably, you deal with that a lot as far as helping other people too. Right. I mean, like well, what, I know I will say that like when you first sent me, so you sent me the notes, you sent me the title 
And I was like, yeah, you know, I think it's great. And then I started thinking about it and I'm like obsessed. I don't know that I love the word, but it, it certainly fits here. But like, I feel like we, as, especially as women, have a tendency to be really hard on ourselves. And you mm-hmm. went through something incredibly, incredibly traumatic. And so yeah. like focusing on that bruise as an external like indicator of something that happened. I mean, it just seems like that is just kind of like a, a natural reaction and it won't last forever. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't, in hearing you explain it, I didn't feel like you were, you were trying to be overly hard on yourself, but you were kind of hard on yourself. Yeah, I mean, you were looking at the bruise, but at the same time, you went through something like really yeah. difficult. So allowing yourself to heal and giving yourself space not to feel, um, to, to be able to feel however you feel. That's important. And, and, you know, it's funny. And I know, I know people are just trying to help when they say this, but when I was crying or when I was angry, so often I heard, yeah, but you're alive. At least you're alive. And I know that. And I'm grateful for that, but it did feel a little dismissive. And again, I know no one meant that. And that was actually one of the things in here we'll just throw in was others reactions. Like when you have a friend who's gone through something difficult and they're talking to you, you know, what helps them? Um, And that positive nature that a lot of us have, and I have it, Michelle has it, but what you just said of allowing those feelings is really important, right? Yeah, I I think so, because so many times I think we try to shut down our emotions and move on, but we don't really heal from them Mm -hmm. when we do that. And I mean, I know you, you know, like you said, you you knew those things were true, but it's, it was still a loss. I mean, you still have to grieve. I mean, it's a loss. You lost a lot of personal things. You lost your sense of, you know, kind of security and safety, like having traveled a long time. And, and so like, those are things that are, that are losses and you have to grieve that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I haven't told you this either, but I think I will reach out to, I think I will try to find, you know, a professional just to kind of work through some of this. Um, I think you and I having done therapy off and on our whole lives Mm -hmm. do a, a great job of, of, um, assessing and analyzing ourselves. But there are some things I think you just can't, you can't do on your own. Even, the, even if you have great skills, you still might need some help. Well, I when mean, I, uh, that told, last time I went um, to therapy and, and I, I mean, I personally love therapy. If I have something going on, I feel like it's a great way to, to process things. And mm-hmm. last time I went, I said, well, the thing is like, even though like I work in a job where I, like I could, like I said, when I analyze myself, I come up with the outcome I want. <laughs> like no. I will analyze and go through <laughs> to where like I come out. If, does that make sense? You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Right? Like when I'm thinking through things, like depending yes. on what it is. And so I need that outside objective opinion huh. to um, provide a different insight. So it sounds like you're saying it could go both ways, I think especially for women, you could analyze yourself and either wind up beating yourself up or you could analyze yourself. These are the two dangers, I guess. And you could, or you could analyze yourself and go exactly the direction you want to go. Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. And not you could, come out. 
<laughs> yeah, justify whatever. So yeah, I think having that outside objective person, um, especially like with therapy, it's not someone that um, that's like a friend that like that is you're worried about like the information if that makes you not that you would worry about information but like they're going to tell you kind of outside of they're not going to worry about this or that no that makes sense so good you're confirming that that's probably a, a good thing to do and so I'm going to and it's you know this the time to heal and then I I think I still want to just go to the the other people's reactions and what they say because not only and it sounds like I'm like I'm being negative about people's reactions and I'm really trying not to, I'm just being honest about, you know, we did, was it, no, I think it was me. I think it was before you and I took did the podcast together. I interviewed a friend of mine who had been through cancer and she, I asked her to share because she brought it up. What would help you as far as the way people respond to you when you tell them you have cancer. And so she was able to really give some great advice to people about, you know, I know you mean well when you say this, but here's what happens when I hear that. And I, I feel like this is something I might be able to c- contribute. Um, just like, you know, people somewhere, at least you're alive. And that is so true. And I, I really do see that as somebody's attempt at shining light on it. But the one thing that was really hard for me to hear, and I posted about this, was what they would have done. And so, well, a couple of things. Um, well, if that, I'm glad that wouldn't, they better be glad it wasn't me because I would have da, 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 you know, punched him or kicked or fought. Um, that's really hard to hear because Michelle, I was just, I mean, oh my God, not only did I not fight, and this is probably where, when you say it'll have the outcome you want as I'm analyzing, I'm like, well, I didn't fight because it was super fast. I had no idea what was going on. But in reality, even if I did have any idea what was going on, I wouldn't have thought, I don't think. And so to hear people, and I don't think they meant anything by it, but to hear someone say, well, I'm glad they better be glad it wasn't me, would just put me in this place of, oh my gosh, I should have fought. I just watched him drive away with my car. I lost money for my family. This stuff wasn't, I mean, it was a rental car. So I do have business coverage for the rental car, but all my other stuff would have been covered by homeowner's insurance. And since we don't have a home right now, we don't have homeowners. So oh. nothing is covered, the computer. So I'm like, what have I done? I've been so, do you know what I mean? Only from that phrase, well, if it had been me, it was a really hard thing to hear. Yeah. So I'm just. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I knew that like that people had said that um, to you. Cause I'm not like, you know, I'm not on. Facebook, which I will need to get back on there for the um, group, but so I didn't. Yes, you better. I think that, and we we talk about this. We talked about this a lot when we did like with the presenting and so forth. Like, I don't think people mean to be shaming, but there are definitely some statements that we would talk about, like being shame statements that just seem to like produce shame. Mm. And I feel like that's probably like, but not intentional. Not for that anyway. Not intentional. But still, like anytime, like someone is telling you like, they could have done it differently or they could have done it better. And I said this um, last time, kind of not in the sense that, no, be thankful that you're alive. But like the fact is, it was a success in terms of that, you know, 
he took your stuff, but you weren't, were not, you have the bruises, but were not injured. I mean, like if, if you follow through that line of thought, what if you did fight? Like, do you think you could have like beat the man up and, you know, no, I did like restrain him until the police got there. I mean, like, what were you going to do if you did fight? I mean, like, what? <laughs> I just love you so much. <laughs> were you going to take I mean, him down? Were you gonna... Right. I mean, like, if you if you follow that through, that doesn't really, even, you know, it, it just doesn't seem like a good idea. Like, I'm I'm glad they think they could have done, but it just doesn't seem like a good idea. I guess I feel like you did what was absolutely best case so well there's there's another phrase too not a not a question but and see these are things I'm, I'm hoping that this will help everybody here think through when you have a, a friend or someone in your world going through any sort of difficult situation trauma whatever it is just just take a moment um and then some of the questions didn't mean anything by it and maybe it's my own crazy neuroses I don't know but the question well did he have a gun that's part of the obsession with the Bruce. It was like, no, not that I know of, but it felt like, oh, well, he didn't have a gun. So maybe you could have, and nobody meant, they didn't, I know they didn't mean that, but do you kind of see where my mind, well, did he have a weapon? Um, right. It makes you question the way you handled right. it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, but you can um, like go the other way as well. I mean, what if you had fought and he'd shoved you into the car and taken you with him? I mean, there's, there's all kinds of what ifs. There so, are. Yeah. There are. So I'm, I find myself, and this is why back to the title of, I mean, and I know you weren't necessarily fond with the word obsessed, but I'm going to tell you it was for yeah. at least a week, it was an obsession. And so then I'm looking and I'm, then I'm, googling okay carjackings how to respond in a carjacking and then what if you have a weapon and blah, 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 blah. and i'm just like i'm finding things that were like well when i found the one to say you shouldn't fight i'm like okay good i shouldn't have fought it, it was just insane um but the, re the responses and the questions are i think are things that are normal conversational things but because i mean it really was a traumatic experience and trying to just figure out how to move forward with it every little thing would just set me in a million different directions. And I say did in past tense, that doesn't, I'm not through with this yet. I don't think. So I, I think we really covered a couple things. Give yourself time to heal for whatever it is. And maybe it's grief and it's loss. Um, the way that people respond to you and maybe we could try. Um, I know after I heard that, that episode about my friend with her um, cancer diagnosis, some of the things that she said, I don't even remember. And I'll post a link in the show notes if you want to go listen to that it really helped me because it's like, well, gosh, we do feel awkward sometimes when we're with someone who's going through something, we don't know what to say, but, but I would say, let me, on a positive note, as far as saying not what to say, you know, just, just the, I'm so glad, you know, that you came out of that or what can I do to help? Or, you know, just let me know what you need. Yeah. Just all of those things are just, those are super helpful. I think yeah. just sometimes hugs, even if they don't say anything, just hugs. Yeah. Hugs. Yes. Well, let's talk a little bit about the, the fear aspect. No, you know what? Let's, let's talk about the, the victim. Let's talk about that because you, you've alluded to that. And I want you to talk about that for a minute because you said, did you yeah, say so it on the show or did you say, I don't, I don't think we said it on the show. I think it was in the, a couple of the conversations that we've had. And I think that, um, and 
people are different in how they process and handle things. And I think you and I are, are similar in like the word victim. Like no one wants to be a victim. Generally, people don't want to be a victim. And so the word kind of has some negative connotations sometimes with people. And so, you know, both you and I have gone through like some trauma in the past. And so we very much believe in working on moving past, helping others. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, like there's a certain feeling of being out of control if something happens. And, but the reality is that like, I may not want to say that at certain times in my life that I've been a victim, but I have, you know, when, when someone does something that is um, harmful, you know, then, you know, in, mm-hmm. in those cases, I was a victim and, and there is a difference, you know, we hear the word victim, we hear the word victim mentality, which is also has really negative connotations, but I mean, there is no responsibility when someone does something wrong. Like when the times in, in my life where like I was a victim, like I'm not responsible for the bad behavior of somebody else. I am responsible like with, with how I handle it after, but um, there's just something about that. Nobody wants to be a victim. And so mm-hmm. there's all of that wrapped into what should I have done differently where I wouldn't be a victim, but, but the reality is this person set out to do something and, you know, not good. And who knows whether it was planned or he saw you, I mean, who knows, but like in that case, you were a victim. And I know that makes your Mm -hmm. stomach turn. Like, no, we don't (laughs) like to hear that phrase, but that's kind of the reality, reality of that particular situation. And so the question is like, what do you do with that after that? Right. But you said, um, it's funny, as you were saying it, I was thinking it, that there's, talk a little bit about, because you said victim mentality, yeah, and you said there's negative connotations with that, but that, but that is the negative thing, right? Like, if you're a victim, a victim means you have had some harm done onto you at the hands of another, right? I mean, I don't have a a definition pulled up, but a victim mentality, isn't that like living in a place where there's a lot of blame regardless of what's happening or what maybe yes to where I think that most of the time when people use it it is like no matter what's going on they feel like it's um, the fault of others it's Mm -hmm. more of a consistent um or that um and again kind of probably we should have like pulled like an official like definition you can look for that I have I have Google right here. You know, talking. Let's look <laughs> <Okay>. it up. <laughs> but it's Let's like, there's, it you know, like if, if generally if we hear that you know, someone has a victim mentality, then we think, oh, it, that means they won't take responsibility kind of mm-hmm. for what things are going on. But the reality is, you know, in, in a lot of cases where we're victims, we don't have responsibility. And so I think that like healing, you know, like it, initially having a a victim mentality and going through all of those emotions that's probably Mm -hmm. that's a a normal reaction of fear what could I have done differently um am I going to be able to to travel again am I going to be able to you know do the things I would before because like the world has changed like the world looked one way before that happened and now it looks different after 
It does. And honestly, I think I mentioned on the last episode that I was supposed to go to Atlanta like this past week, which was the Monday after the week it happened. And I wasn't able to because um, I didn't have a drive. I didn't have a, well, I didn't have a driver's license, which would have been hard to rent a car and I didn't have a credit card. But outside of that, I don't think I said this last time, the thought, because it was to go train schools, just like what I just did. The thought of going there when I was, when I was in the middle of making the decision of whether I could go or not, I didn't want to go. I was terrified. I was felt sick to my stomach. I was like, I, I don't want to do this. Um, I am going this week, but my sweet husband is going to drive me there and he's going to take me from school to school. Here's the definition. Okay. Let me do that before. So victim, a person harmed, injured, or killed as a result of crime, accident, or other event or action. So a person is harmed at the hands of another and victim mentality. And I will say, Michelle, not once, this is such an interesting topic. Not once have I said the sentence to, and I've had to tell the story a thousand times, you know, to insurance, police, you know, every car rental, all that. Not once have I said I was the victim of carjacking. I said I was involved in a carjacking, which then I thought, well, that sounds bad. Maybe they thought I was the carjacker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I think that that word victim is, we don't like it. We don't like it. Well, and here, okay. So victim mentality, and this is from the same dictionary says the belief that one is always a victim, the idea that bad things will always happen to one. Okay. So it's, it's a belief system that people are going to do bad things to you. And I don't think I have that. No, absolutely not. But gosh, when it, when you think of with women, and, and you said this, actually, you didn't say it to me right now, but you sent it to me or you said it to me. Strong women don't like to be called victims. And so no. that, that, that goes right into the identity thing, which is another thing we wanted to talk about. That's all wrapped up in this whole victim thing. What I wanted people to think, at least I, I think anyway, like I consider myself to be a strong woman. I don't need to be taken care of. Um, I can travel by myself. I can pay my own bills. I can you know, do all these things. And so to think of myself to be in a setting where I had no control, where someone took advantage of me, harmed me, took my things, affected my family. And I just was a victim of it. It's just like you said, makes my stomach turn. Right. Right. Even though like by that definition, like you were harmed by like the criminal yeah. act of somebody else. So just by that definition, yeah. But we, you're right, we don't like the word. No. So how do we, we just need to have a, we need to be able to separate the word victim from victim mentality. And do you think that's right. why we hate that word now, other than just maybe not appearing as strong, but also that, that, it, that it appears that we have a victim mentality, which many of us don't. You think no. that's part of the problem? Yeah, yeah, that, I think so. And just the, um, you know, maybe I would just kind of realize with, with me, maybe it's that I don't want to acknowledge that that could happen again. I don't want to acknowledge that I could be a victim again mm -hmm. at some other point. So, you know, maybe that's why I don't necessarily like the, the word. And when we, but at the same time, we don't, control the action of others so 
we don't have to be strong and in control of every single thing. Right. Right. We can be a strong woman. Like, I think what, what I'm trying to tell myself is I am a strong woman in many areas physically or in the hands of being harmed. I don't have that kind of strength in that moment. I guess I had the strength to just let it go. I don't know. I don't right. know, but I, I'm not, I'm not a weak woman. I'm not a weak no, woman. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And, um, you know, and, and like you said that I, I feel like it was a, a positive outcome, you know, because who knows if you had done something differently, like it, it may not have been as positive. We may not be having this conversation. Exactly. Um, I think the last real thing we wanted to talk about, and then we'll end on sort of choices and going forward is like this fear and PTSD kind of wrapped up. Um, and I, and I will tell you, Michelle, the fear I was, as I was processing, like, cause the fear, and I think anybody would have been afraid, right? Someone grabbed you and pulled you out of the car. Absolutely. But I, but I do remember there was a point as he was getting back in that car and I don't, I remembered it a couple of days ago that I didn't want to make eye contact with him. Cause in my head, if I made eye contact with him, he was going to come after me. And when the break-in happened at my house five years ago in the middle of the night and the guy was running out. And I remember this fear that there was someone still in my house. And then I was tracing and I was remember like, I have always been afraid of physical stuff like that. And I don't know exactly what it goes back to, but I remember being in elementary school And I was never popular. I was bullied, picked on, and never really had friends. Um, But I remember I was in like the fourth or fifth grade and there was a girl who didn't like me. And I remember living in fear that she was going to come up on me and just beat me up. Like I've always had this fear of being hurt and attacked. So when that happened, it was like my greatest fear in the whole world was happening right in front of me. Because remember when he grabbed me, I thought something else was going to happen. Right. And I, right. yeah. And I just, I do want to work on getting past that fear. I think there's a little, you know, PTSD going on as far as like not wanting to go back into those kitchens. Is that going to happen again? Um, talk to us a little bit about that, like fear. And because I'm sure there's a ton of women out there who've gone through something. It seems like, like, like what you're experiencing, like, it's just like the normal, like trauma response, you know, I mean, like it, this is very, very recent. I mean, it's a normal response to be very hesitant. It's just like, you know, oftentimes, like I think people common examples, if you're in a car accident, then it can, can be a little uncomfortable to varying degrees to get back in a car again. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, that part takes time. Generally it will, you know, resolve on its own, you know, PTSD happens like if, if you have a, extended period of time and you're consistently having intrusive thoughts like you're working doing something else and you have these intrusive thoughts of this of what happened um you're having nightmares about it you know um, you have a flashback which is kind of more of um, a re-experiencing it's um feels a little more real than an intrusive thought or Mm -hmm. you're avoiding long-term traveling or certain areas and you know, kind of your own guard, like if that happens long-term and it's impairing, that's kind of where PTSD comes in. But like, it, again, kind of anyone is going to be hesitant. Anyone is going to be cautious 
after something traumatic happens. So you're saying I shouldn't be completely healed in a week and a half? No, 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 you shouldn't. <laughs> I know you would like to be. And that is, uh, and the, but, yeah. Our ladies time. who are listening, you know, that goes back to giving yourself time to heal, but also like really processing it, whether you reach out for professional help or don't just become obsessed with it, become like grow with it. Right. right. Or right. take the emotions um, as they come and process them as they come. And however long yeah, that takes is okay. And so there's not a, you know, to my house burned down in the middle of the night. Gosh, it sounds like I've had this really horrible life. I really haven't. It's just been weird things that don't happen to many people that just have happened, but it burned down. The the night. You know, yes, we, we have yeah. trauma. That's where. <laughs> yes. But I, but I woke up, you know, to the house almost burning to, and it did burn to the ground. We had to kick out the screens and get out, but I never experienced any type of like fear or anxiety over that. I really didn't. And I don't, maybe that's, you know, for a different kind of episode, but it was very interesting to me that I didn't, I mean, I was so grateful that we were out alive and the children were there and I, I never, there were so many blessings that came through it, but this is definitely different. So I guess it just has to do with what maybe your past experiences, what kind of trauma it was, what you've been through, um, all of that stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think so. I'm going to put a link to your PTSD episode too, that we did together a while back. Cause it was so good. Um, if you've gone through something. And maybe it has been longer than a week and a half. Maybe it's been five years, 10 years, or I, I don't know, but really listen to what Michelle has to say in that episode, because I know it put a lot of things in perspective for me. I remember you talked about the fact that PTSD doesn't have as much to do with the event as it does with how your brain processes that Absolutely. event and how some, yeah. and some people are genetically wired differently too, and more likely to experience that than others yes so let's let's just end off I'll I'll tell you some choices that I'm going to make going forward and then maybe if you have any other tips and things for someone who's gone through something and no matter how small or big it is and those words are relative you know small big according to you according to the world I don't know but um some of the things that I'm doing is definitely you know I I didn't think that I was being careless and I won't say that I was being careless, but I wasn't looking around. I mean, it was a school parking lot. I never would have thought, but I, if I had look, just looked, just looked, I was a woman alone. I probably would have seen him lurking, waiting for me to get in my car. Um, maybe, maybe not, but just having more of a sense of awareness. I am getting pepper spray. I am. I don't think I'll ever carry a gun. Um, you know, I, I've heard people say so many times, if you have a gun, you need to be prepared to use it. I just don't think I'm that person. So, but I am going to get pepper spray. I've ordered pepper spray for my children, mainly just being aware. And I am going to seek some counseling just to work through it. And I am going to keep my friends close to just have conversations. Those are three things that I'm going to do. You know, all those are wonderful things. So our ladies are listening, you know, Sure, it weren't we? We can't be anybody's counselors, but our Facebook group is a place to just share and be heard and 
you know, maybe uplift others in the group and um, just be a source of hugs and love and support for other women is what I would say. Right? Yes, absolutely. We are here. It's, we want it to be a safe place for people to, to share. So the stories continue. There will be ups, there will be downs. Life is always going to do those things. So um, we, again, second week back, we're so excited to be back with you. And so we thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Um, we will continue to just post our episodes. I think we're doing, what day is this? We're doing Wednesdays, right? Yes, we're doing Wednesdays. Um, post your questions and comments either on the show notes or wherever you're listening. We're still on all those podcast platforms. Um, pass the show link along to your friends, subscribe, download, review, wherever you are listening. We really want this to grow. Head over to TammyWest.com to find the show notes and the links will be in there. Everything that we talked about, maybe some pictures. Um, if you haven't joined the Facebook group, the link is in the show notes as well. It's um, a place for women. Consider yourself hugged. So join up there. Thank you so much for joining us again and for helping us grow our little place for women. And until we're together again next time, ladies, consider yourself hugged. Hug. Better? I don't know, maybe. Just a little better. All right. Well, what do you think? Just a little better.